everyone. My name is Adrienne Garland, and welcome to Sugar Coated. Sugar Coated is a podcast that was born from the notion that for far too long, women and other people who inside felt like they just didn't fit in in maybe small or even large ways had to sugarcoat their words, their style, or in general, their way of showing up in the world. This podcast started out as a dedication to women leaders. You see, I wanted to shine the light on all the incredible work that women do and how they're making an impact. And I still do. But I realized that a key reason that women have struggled, in my opinion, is that they've had to conform to certain cultural norms and ideals, which are inherently designed to keep those outside of the norm from standing out. This has prevented more women from being recognized as the powerful leaders that we truly are. Join me, Adrienne Garland, the CEO and founder of She Leads Media, each week as I dive into raw conversations with some remarkable, badass women that will help you to strip away your sugar coat and go in the direction of your incredible dreams. Hi, everybody. My name is Adrienne Garland, and welcome to Sugar Coated a podcast where we'll be having incredible conversations with some badass people without any sugar coating. I am so happy to have an incredible guest with me today. Her name is Jessica Courthouse, and she is everything. <laughs> she is a branding expert. She is a female CEO and founder And she is a friend of mine. And the reason that I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today is because some of the conversations that I have with her are incredible. And I wanted to give you a window into some of her incredibleness. So everybody, please welcome Jessica Courthouse. That is quite an introduction. Thank you, Adrian. I feel like I have a lot to live up to. You do, girl. <laughs> so we have so much to talk about. And I think that one of the beautiful things about this particular podcast is that I am making space for people to have these important conversations that we have sometimes off mic. And I wanted to put a mic into these conversations because I think that these are the important conversations that people need to hear, especially women entrepreneurs and especially now. We don't need to be sugarcoating anything. We need to be having real talk about real things that make a real impact in our lives. So, I guess I'll just let everybody know that I just went through an incredible exercise with Jessica where we really tore apart the She Leads brand and, you know, what it is today and where I hope that it will be in the future. And in my hour with Jessica, I feel like I have such a clear picture <laughs> on where She Leads is is going and, and who She Leads is as a brand. I have a incredible, powerful, kick-ass person in <laughs> at the top of my mind. And the process with Jessica was very relaxing and also really got to the heart of 
what I'm trying to build. So Jess, I would love for you to maybe give people a little bit of uh, background about you and your company, but also just as a woman entrepreneur, we're facing so many different things on so many different levels. And I just want to give us the space to just have a, a conversation right here and right now. So let's get into it. Yeah, no, thank you. And if I didn't say it already, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to have this conversation. And I'm really excited to see where the She Leads brand goes now. Yeah. <laughs> um, after our session together, I'm, I'm like, really cannot wait. But yeah, I mean, gosh, where do I even start? I mean, I think it's probably always good for people to know that entrepreneurship was not something that I ever even thought that I wanted or needed in my life. In fact, I did not grow up with any sort of like healthy or like general understanding of what a successful business is supposed to look like. Um, I was raised by a single mom and she actually owned a hair salon, but I was in high school at the time. You know how high school kids are. There's, you know, I'm in my own head. Like I, I could just literally care. I mean, I love my mom, of course, but like I was a stupid, selfish high schooler. You know, like I was worried about boyfriends and <laughs> yep. everything else that was like groundbreaking to me at the time. I, you know, I wasn't really specifically focused on her entrepreneurial journey. So this concept of entrepreneurship is something that was very foreign to me up until um, I was working for a global fashion brand and I was their assistant director of PR. And I won't say the organization, of course, but um, I got a call that basically was like, hey, um, we're going to cut corporate wide. We're going to cut this position. So sorry, you've got two months to find a new job. Mm-hmm. And uh, tough luck. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, that was my plan. You know, like, that was my trajectory. That was my plan. Like, everything in my early professional career, I had put together systematically to be able to do that. And then, like, poof, it yeah. was gone. Yeah. And I was, like, devastated. I mean, I was just like, what the hell am I going to do? Like, this is my dream job. And so... I was living with my boyfriend at the time, who is my now husband, and I just came home and I just like cried a lot and drowned my sorrows in like pasta and wine. And <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a Friday. That was a Friday night. Wait, what's different and, then than now? No. <laughs> I know, I know. Not too much. <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, this time I'm crying happy tears. That yeah. would probably be the biggest difference. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, and so we just like had a dialogue about what we wanted out of life. You know, we knew we were going to be in a serious relationship for a long time. So my husband was working in technology and he was just like kind of like burnt out with like being a developer, but he's highly skilled creatively and like a brilliant technologist. And then I, of course, had the marketing and PR background. So we were like, why don't we just make our own agency? Like, can't be that hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Like now, <laughs> now I say that can't be that difficult. And so that weekend we threw together our shitty website. And we like created a business card and gave each other titles and we were off to the races. <laughs> and like a Monday morning, we had an agency like poof, like we didn't know anything about running a business. And that's the best, know. though. It, it's the yeah. best when you don't know anything, because it's sort of like the more that you know, the more that you realize that the things that you do are, are crappy. And they're so risky. Yeah, and risky. Like how risky yep. it is. Yep. I mean, this is before, you know, we had children and I became a mom, right? So it was just like, whatever, like, let's do it. You know, and, uh, we had... <laughs> We had just us to worry about. But yeah, and you know, we we created a, a small business. We had a branding and marketing agency. We had it for like four and a half years and we bootstrapped the whole thing. 
And kind of at our peak, we worked with um, brands like Stanford University. I got to work with Red Bull, Girls Who Code. Awesome. Um, I did I did some brand work with TEDx Women. So, you know, we really just got deeply involved in the community. And so, my basically part of my entire story is that I was forced into entrepreneurship. You know, and I um, I never really realized that I was an entrepreneur until I became an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like even in like the corporate environments that I worked in, you know, I always got along well with people, but I was I was definitely the problem child. You know, like I was. <laughs> That's why like, I like, like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I really was because I would look at our systems and our processes, and I would be like, "Wow, we're taking twelve steps, and we can do this in three. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do that?" And Everyone was like, no, Jessica, like, stop, like, yeah. stop. We don't do it that way. I'm like, but I don't understand why it's, we're wasting X dollars. It's so inefficient. We could do this. Like, and, you know, again, because I didn't have any framework for what an entrepreneur was, I didn't, I didn't understand that that was my entrepreneurial spirit, like living within that corporate, that corporate atmosphere until yeah. I became an entrepreneur. Well, nobody, nobody in high school even teaches you that there are, well, back when we went to high school, I don't know what it's like now, but uh, nobody even teaches you that there's even a a thing called entrepreneurship. You know, that was Mm -hmm. for the, for the geniuses and the people that were, you know, creating robots and stuff like that, but they don't teach you how to have this entrepreneurial mindset and how do you bring innovation and all of that to wherever it is that you go. And I think so many of us, like you, bought into this idea of like, I'm going to get a job. Uh, this is it. You know, I'm, I'm going to be the successful corporate woman who like shows mm-hmm. them and, and you know, we can be successful in everything, which which is great. But what's the there, there was never any. Well, what happens if that doesn't work? That mm-hmm. was the that corporate was always the fallback. Like if someone wanted to go be a baseball player or a musician or something, their parents would always say, well, you need to get a job. Well, what about the people Mm -hmm. who went for a job? What's plan B on that? You know, it's entrepreneurship. And I don't think anybody really knows what entrepreneurship is because we're just a lot of the entrepreneurs today. And this is like, I probably will go off on a rant about this. But (laughs) a lot of the entrepreneurs today are creating companies and structures that are just mini versions of corporate. And Mm. I think that one of the reasons that a lot of entrepreneurial ventures don't make it is because we're patterning these new companies after these big companies. But we left those big companies, and we didn't like the way that the things were done. So we need to be creating something that is so brand new. And I don't even think that there's a model out there right now that exists that showcases what something else can look like. So I don't know. I don't, there, yeah, there is no I mean, answer <laughs> yeah. to that statement, but it's yeah. maddening. And it's also maddening that we kind of push people into this corporate path and we don't help them to, you know, do what you and your husband did and and be able to easily put up a website and and start a business. But you did it. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's freaking awesome. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, it was, um, it was very difficult. And I think too, there's kind of this misunderstanding that, you know, you sort of just like, you arrive, right? Like you start a business and then you arrive. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And in my experience, that's not the case. I mean, entrepreneurship is this, it's like shifting sand. You know, it's constantly shifting beneath your feet. I mean, I swear to God. So I've been having my company now for officially for, I guess, like three years now. And I swear, like one month, I'm like, yeah, bitches, life is great. Like, I am kicking ass. And then the next month, I'm like, oh God, like, am I going to lose my house? You know, I know. (laughs) Um, Tell me emotionally. That's how. That's how it feels. That's how it feels to me. And you know, it's not for the faint of heart. Definitely not. But you know, it's interesting with the coronavirus and everything happening right now. I was listening to a podcast the other day of someone who I, I really admire, and. She was saying, you know, a lot of people think that entrepreneurship is the most riskiest thing you can do, right? Like, you know, just just get a job wherever that is, get get your paycheck, get your get your benefits and all that. And that's great. Like for those of you listening, if that's your path, I think that's amazing. And for a long time, I had an internal struggle with that for a while. Like I really pushed away from entrepreneurship because I was like, oh, can someone just please pay me a fat salary and just like, (laughs) let me be good at what I do and let me have some sort of like, you know, safety net for my family and for my daughter, you know, but that's just not what the universe wanted for me clearly. And, um, you know, I finally stopped fighting that, but she basically was saying that entrepreneurship is actually one of the safest things that you can do. If you're able to get through the first, you know, three to five years, which is where pretty much 90% of all startups fail, if you're able to really get through those times and listen and learn and pivot and iterate and change up your business model and be willing to try new things and just really put in the hard work at the beginning, it's actually one of the best and most reliable things that you can do. Like if... If you consider, if you take the word entrepreneurship out, right, and you say how, because it's all about making money at the mm-hmm. end of the day, right? It's Or at the bottom of it all. It's all about making money. And how can you make money? Well, you can get a job and have somebody pay you. Or you can come up with a lot of creative ways in order to make money because we have to pay our bills and have our houses and whatever else that we want, which we should want and should desire. There's nothing wrong with with all of that. But I agree with with her, with this podcast host, because I think the, the thing that is most important is to not get so married to how how you start and what that is. So mm-hmm. if you start a business, like you guys started an agency, right? And clearly, since you're doing something different, you realized that that's not that model, whatever that is, isn't working, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if you can be a person that opens your mind and says, I'm starting with this, I'm taking the step and I'm trying this. But if it's not bringing in the money, let me shift around and see if I can make money in a different way. That I think is what an entrepreneur is. Because if we put our focus on like, this is my business, this is my company, you know, and and have this narrow focus, and we keep doing things that are not delivering the results that we want to get, and we just keep doing that, that's just following, you know, a path to nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you you bring up such a good point. And I feel like this is something else I personally struggle with for for a long time. I feel like in our society, there's this glorification of, you know, that that hustle life, like you're not a real entrepreneur unless you are, you know, 
poor and like working 24 seven and like stress the hell out and killing you know, it, like yeah. slaving over your business, like slaying the, slaying the dragon. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Like I know so many amazing women who have amazing companies and they work full-time jobs. Like, yeah. I feel like, you know, this path to entrepreneurship is not this linear thing that you no. arrive at the top of the mountain and then you're there. You know, that's kind of goes back to what I said before, this concept that you've arrived. It's not that. It's this circular process and it, you know, bobs and weaves and it's organic. And for the longest time, as long as I've had my business, I, you know, I've been fully employed and doing my business on the side. I've had clients. It actually wasn't until um, 2020 this year, actually the end of December, that I was able to position my business financially. You know, I felt confident enough. You know, it's never really a good time to jump off the cliff, (laughs) but I felt confident enough. Like, okay, you know, if now's the time, now's the time for me to really jump and do this full time, let go of my consulting clients and just really focus on building my business as I envision it to be built and just be open, have my heart open to learning, have my heart open to accepting that my business might look very different six months from now. And that's typically what is going to happen in those early stages. You know, it's so funny. I did the exact same thing as you. Mm-hmm. And and it's not like we talked about it, mm-hmm. but I did the exact same thing as you in releasing the clients that I had. And mm-hmm. I did it because I felt like I was putting so much of my time and and just, you know, thought energy into their businesses. And I wasn't giving my business the attention that I felt like it deserved. And 2020, like the beginning of the beginning of this year, I felt like was so freaking hopeful. I was like, this is it. You know, I felt so aligned and so great about everything. And then, you know, slowly I started, you know, doubts start coming in. And then this, you know, coronavirus. And I'm like, what the fuck happened to like, <laughs> what the fuck happened to, to all of that? <laughs> and it, it's gone. And it's so funny, even the exercise with you before, it's like, yeah, like I know, I know who it is that this She Leads brand should be. But you know, I still am thinking, but what is it? But what is it? But what is it? Because I don't want to be the person that's just putting out more crap for mm. people to buy. You know, I mm-hmm. I, I don't want to do that. I, I want to be delivering something that's really going to be helping people. And that's why I, you know, love talking to people like you, because I really feel like you are the real deal, you want to help other women and, you know, men that are are listening, but you want to help them succeed. You want them to get this branding thing right because it's meaningful. Mm -hmm. You know, it's meaningful. And the branding piece is what drives all other areas of the business. And it's interesting because in, you know, the the large clients I've worked with in the past, when a recession hits or when uh, when a crisis hits, something similar to what we're going through, marketing is always the first area that gets thrown in the trash. Yep. And I always am just like, no, because marketing is what's going to carry the business, you know, containing, like maintaining brand awareness and innovating and storytelling and all of these different mechanisms of marketing and branding is what's going to keep the business moving forward, especially 
and hard times. So yeah, yeah, I mean, the branding piece is so important. In fact, I just learned this recently. So you probably know this already, but the, did you know the number one access or the number one problem for female founders is access to capital, right? How do we fund our businesses? Yep. No surprise there, right? The number two problem is marketing. Yeah. Like legit marketing is second to how do we fund our company? I know. That's significant when you think about that. Like how many platforms are out there? There's so much pressure on female founders to like put out Instagram-able worthy brands. And, you know, we just get trapped into this narrative that everything about our company has to be perfect and shiny and beautiful to be relevant. And it's just not Not true. true. Not true. Not true yeah. at all. Resist. <laughs> Resist the Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Like, but what, so I am always kind of being drawn down this path because I just think that it's it's how I think. And I'm always like business, entrepreneurship, like, you know, money. Um, and I, I wonder, you know, if bigger businesses during this time are cutting back and they don't have to be like big, big businesses because those businesses have the the cash to keep marketing. Mm-hmm. But some of those maybe mid-sized businesses, they probably are cutting back on their marketing. How can smaller businesses that are looking to get their products and services out there, how can they do that in a time like this when they're just struggling to survive? Like, I'm so freaking confused. Like, small business is the driver of the economy. But if these small businesses cannot survive, like, what the hell are we in for? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think this is a really good opportunity for small business owners to be very honest with ourselves and with each other about where does our product bring value? Yeah. Like not to you, but to your customer. And, you know, where and during this time where people's priorities are going to be shifting, their financial goals are going to be shifting, how is it that whatever it is that you're selling, how does this provide value, especially in this time? And the first part about figuring that out is really understanding your customer. I mean, Adrian, you and I have talked about this so much, like in the work that we've done together and the conversations we've had. And as a business owner, if you genuinely, truly understand your customer base, you know what their problems are, you know what their aspirations are, you know what they want out of life, coming up with ways to market to them becomes a whole hell of a lot easier. Yeah. And selling stuff to them, whatever it is that you're selling, becomes a lot easier if you're coming from this place of, I genuinely understand your world and I want to help you with this unique solution. Yeah. What if you have a business and I'm not suggesting that, you know, people are, are, well, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I am suggesting that people shove things down your throat that you don't need. What happens if you're one of those business owners that you know, you've got this product and you just want to sell, sell, sell. And, you, you know, I mean, I, th- I think the answer is you have to you have to rethink what you're doing. I do think mm-hmm. that there are smaller or maybe even larger companies that are going to fall away because they're not thinking about customer first. They're thinking, mm-hmm. what shit do I have to sell because I want to make a lot of money? There's a mm-hmm. lot of hucksters out there on you know, online selling, selling processes and 
masterminds and everything. And people get people fall for it because there are these promises of, you know, if you buy this $10,000 course, you will, you know, be able to have this launch or something like that. And I truly hope that that those people that are take trying to take advantage of people, I hope that they do go away. <laughs> I do. I've been yeah. I've signed up for a couple of different things and at the end, you know, maybe the process was good and I didn't work it hard enough or whatever, but I I've spent thousands and I'm being honest, like I've spent thousands of dollars on shit that didn't work. Yeah. And and yeah. I did it because I I got drawn in like, oh, that must be it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a content creator, right? So I create courses and, you know, as you know, this, I have a membership for early stage female founders so that they can get access to courses and guides and resources. And so there's a lot of people online who are saying like, purchase my course and this will be the transformation. Like, you know, so like I live, I live with that every day. Like how can I, as a content creator who's based their business, basically hundred percent digitally, how can I compete with those people? You know, and that's, that's a struggle that, that everybody has. And in fact, I was listening to um, a workshop the other day and the person was saying that there is someone out there who, I don't even know this person's name, but they teach people how to do handstands. You know how much his course is? No. Yes. $10,000. No. Yes. And he what? is a seven figure, like multi millionaire. He's fucking teaching people how to do handstands. Come and on. I'm like, what? Online. <laughs> like he's not even in the Online. room with you holding your legs. <laughs> yes. Yes. So the good news for us, for, for us and for everyone else who is listening is that there are people out there who want what you're selling. There are, you know, if there are people out there who are willing to pay $10,000 for handstands, oh, right? There are, yeah, there are people who want what you're selling the problem is not that there aren't people. The problem is, is how do you clarify what it is that you do to your specific ideal customer yeah. who's going to buy what it is that you are selling? And how does that thing provide value? You know, I mean, that's really what it's about. And then I was just um, in a class I was teaching the other day, you know, basically said this. And then I said, now there's going to be a lot of small business owners out there who don't have a business that like, you know, addresses a specific pain point. So for example, there's a lot of small businesses that they have shops on Etsy or like jewelry businesses, or maybe yeah. you just make really good fucking brownies. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> like you're not solving world problems with that. So how can you, how can you grow your business in a way that's meaningful and authentic to you? And to those people who are listening, the way that you do that is you basically figure out like the human characteristics, like how does your business bring joy? Like you know, what are ways that your business can bring joy, especially during this time? What are ways that your business can inspire? What are ways that your business could advocate for something? Yeah. You know, what are ways that your business can educate? Like, how are you shining a light on certain things in your particular area of genius? Yeah. And that's how you get through these hard times. That is so good. You're so good. And <laughs> brownies are so good. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like there's so much to to talk about with that. Like, first of all, I want to go back to the handstand guy. Okay. I yeah. <laughs> I actually it's Doesn't really it make you angry. <laughs> no. You know why? Because I'll tell you why. I almost get why somebody would pay to learn how to do a proper handstand because mm. it's very difficult and you have to build up the right muscles and you have mm. to like align yourself properly so you don't go falling over and everything like that. And it's it's mm. really freaking hard. Mm-hmm. And the people that are probably buying that have got to do handstands for their people for some reason, you know, whether they're mm-hmm. yoga teachers or, you know, acrobats or something like that. And I'm sure that his method, if he's a, you know, multimillionaire or whatever, I'm sure that his method works. Because if, mm-hmm. if you bought a handstand class and you never learned how to do a handstand based on his method, then he would never be able to be selling this stuff. You know, I, or maybe yeah. I don't know. I really don't know enough about it. But to me, I think it's it's kind of freaking cool. Yeah, I mean, his brand is all is positioned. And again, I really wish I remember his name, but I honestly don't. Um, but his brand, it's, it's all about body control, right? Yes. So they're not buying, I can do a handstand. What they're actually buying is strength, body control, yeah. self-control, mm-hmm. discipline, practice. That's what they're actually buying. Right. And the cherry on top is like, I can do this cool handstand. Yes. You know? It's right. So, it's the flashy thing that shows that you yeah. have control. It's very cool. Very, very, very interesting. Okay. So entrepreneurship, branding, you know, figuring out who your audience is and serving them and delivering value, all incredible, incredible, uh, just advice and insight and everything. But tell me, so you're an entrepreneur, you are the CEO of your company, and you operate your business from home, right? Mm-hmm. And you have a young daughter who is not in her school anymore. She's home. What are you doing? Like, what the hell? How are you? First of all, how are you like even talking to me right now? <laughs> right? And then like, what's what's going on? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So gosh, how do I even unpack that? Well, what I will say is when we had our agency, this goes back to agency days. So my husband's name is Thomas. And Thomas and I very quickly started to realize that personal and work becomes very muddied. One, when you work from home. And second, when you work with your you know, partner, right? Yeah. It's especially muddied then. And so we instituted like some hardcore house rules for us because we we just knew like we need to put in some boundaries here or else we're going to either kill each other or (laughs) kill our clients or just be burnt out. Right. So little things like on Friday, like this is back in the day we had our agency on Fridays at like 3 PM, we had a home office that actually had French that had French doors and that's where we worked and we designed it like an office space. It was really intended to be that computers are not allowed in the bedroom. Computers are not allowed on the couch Hmm. unless it was like really meaningful exceptions. But, you know, we really instituted this process where Fridays at 3 p.m., we would physically shut off our computers and we would physically shut the door to our home office. That's good. And it really like symbolized like, okay, now we're going to be a married couple and now we're going to be, you know, non-business owners. And I know it's, I know it sounds like silly, but it actually was this practice 
having done it for so long, this practice, I feel like really prepared me to manage a child and manage my time in a way that I can work efficiently and productively. Like it's really, for me, it's about changing my expectation. So as soon as I became a mom, I definitely had to have a conversation with myself and it went a lot like this. Self. <laughs> Jess. <laughs> Jess. Okay. You are, you can no longer work 15 hour days. Yeah. Right. It's not possible for you anymore right now. So you need to let that shit go and you need to pivot and rethink how you work. Hmm. If you are to, or if you are to fulfill this motherhood in the way that you envision to be able to do that, right? Like my definition of what of how I show up for my child and my family. So it was about creating boundaries for myself. It was about creating boundaries for how I work. You know, I, back in the day, I mean, I actually wrote a blog post about this recently where um, I have a, a calendar from my very first year in business. And I swear to God, you open up that thing and it's just like, I start having like a heart attack as soon as I look at it. Because it's like every day there's like 17 meetings, four events, 25 phone calls, like and mm-hmm. even though I was doing more, I actually wasn't that much more fucking productive. Hmm. You know? Yeah. I was doing more things, but I wasn't that much more productive. Yeah. And I would argue that I've become so much more productive now, having done business a second time and now being a mom, because, you know, my time is super valuable. Like time is precious. You know, I only have 24 hours in a day, actually like really like 12 because we're sleeping at the yeah. other eight maybe. Yeah. Right. You better so be sleeping eight. 12, yeah. <laughs> 12 to 15 hours in a day. And when you really get real tactical about that, you know, X amount of time is with your child, especially now that she's home. X amount of time is, you know, hopefully carving out some time for your relationship. X amount of time is maybe doing something for myself. X amount of time is trying to, you know, keep my business moving. You just have to be so disciplined yeah. and organized. <sighs> like that, that's like my thing is, and then also, honestly, just being kind to myself. And I know that sounds like real frou-frou and everything, but truthfully, so what I, my process is I write down my weekly goal. So by Friday, I want to have accomplished X. And these are like broader, wider goals. Yeah. And then what I do is I break that down daily. So in order for me to accomplish X by Friday, that means Monday I have to do this and I back into my goals basically. And I put these goals on my calendar and I set aside times like I block off my calendar based on when my daughter is home or when my husband can watch her or when we can tag team. And, you know, 80% of the time, I, I think that I do a good job, you yeah. know, like truthfully. But then, you know, there is that 20% where I'm like, shit, I, you know, I fucked that up. Like I didn't do, no, like I just failed. Like this week I'm a failure in this area. And instead of like beating myself up and being like, oh, I wish I could work more or whatever, I just got to let that shit go. You do. Like, yeah. I just gotta let it go. It's all it, what I love about what you're saying is it is so much about expectations yes. and even the writing down of the goals. You're not the or the larger goal, you're not stacking it up with like the 10 goals that I need to achieve by the end of the week and then being crazy all week long. It sounds like it's a meaningful goal. And then what you're yes. doing during the week is is laddering toward that. And I think that that's a huge, huge lesson for people because mm-hmm. 
you know, people do write down their goals and the things that they want to accomplish by the end of the week. But I think that they stack so much shit into it. And that's where that whole like hustling mentality comes from. And you could do this in 15 minutes. And it, it's just, I don't know, it's too much. And we do have to yeah. recast and rethink what being an entrepreneur means. Mm-hmm. There's a whole mm-hmm. spectrum of what being an entrepreneur means. And this whole like hustle and grind and like, you know, also like looking fucking perfect with like our (laughs) amazing outfits on and everything. That's not realistic. Lower those expectations and and not not to lower what we expect of ourselves, but to maybe just calm down a little bit like everything doesn't need to be so goddamn frantic. No, absolutely. And it's great. You know, it's funny. Um, I've had several people tell me, you know, if you're not working on your business 24 seven, like you're not a real entrepreneur. I had someone tell me one time. um, So like, okay, Thomas and I, when we had our agency, we closed our computers at three on Fridays. And it was like family, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go have happy hour, like we're gonna disconnect, we're gonna recharge, we're gonna, you know, do our thing. Yeah. And I had someone tell me, yeah, like, you know, our business would never be successful because we don't slave over it every single day. And, you know, your like your business really is like a second child or I mean, if you have a child, but if you don't have a child, it's your, it's your baby, you know, like think about like actually being a parent, how efficient and productive are you as a parent? If you're stressed the fuck out and tired, yeah. <laughs> you start, you start to resent being a parent. Like, let's get real. Yeah. You're like, Oh God, like, you know, being a mom has like ruined my life. Like, I'm not saying that's my case, but I definitely know a lot of my good girlfriends are, are that way. And, you know, I, um, you know, I, yeah, I've just really tried so hard to set boundaries for myself. I don't work on the weekends. I have a hard, no work on the weekends policy. And it's really, sometimes I'm a machine sometimes. Like I could literally just go for hours Yeah, and I just, I literally have to stop myself and I have to remember my boundaries. And every single time if there's a Friday and I'm feeling stressed out, you know, I'm like, oh, let me just go one more hour, one more hour, one more hour. I make myself stop and I put my daughter to bed. We do bedtime. We laugh, we play. Right. And my husband and I crack up a bottle of wine, talk about how crazy frantic the week was, and <laughs> like what our intentions are for the weekend and how we can recharge. And I tell you what, I feel a thousand times better Monday morning when I open my computer. Yeah. I look forward to working on my business on Monday because I stepped away from it. Yeah. Right. You would have resentment if you were working on it throughout the whole yes. entire weekend. Like, oh, now I got to do it again. Now I didn't have a weekend and I didn't see my kid and now I feel guilty. You know, like it just, you know, so it, yeah. just, it spirals out of control. And yeah, you know, I feel like entrepreneurship is just, it's a marathon, you know, it's not a sprint. It's a lifestyle. And it's something that, as we said before, it continues to evolve. It's ever changing. And if you're able to approach entrepreneurship from that perspective, you know, you're never really going to arrive. You're just going to continue to evolve. Yeah. And if you have that perspective, I think it's a lot easier to create boundaries for yourself personally and professionally. Yeah. And I, I think that going into entrepreneurship with the mindset that it's a marathon and not a sprint might mm-hmm. allow you to 
perhaps set yourself up for that longer term, lower mm-hmm. burn type of mm-hmm. success. I and think you'll set better goals. Yeah, because I think I, it's so interesting. I think what happens is is people are either forced into entrepreneurship, like you were talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, me too. Same situation. Forced into entrepreneurship. Although I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, so it was. I don't feel forced, but but we do have these expectations that you know by month three we're like you know profitable and killing it and we're at a million dollars. And I think that that's the lifestyle that has been sold to us. And that's why so many people want to be entrepreneurs because they think I can do this on my own and I can make a million dollars and I can, you know, be on the beach typing on my computer and taking pictures and I can, you know, be amazing. But if you really thought to yourself, like, even if you have a corporate job or whatever, like I'm going to be very mindful of the way that I spend and and how I invest and you know what I put aside if I'm ever if I ever want to start a business or I'm forced to start a business well I have some cushion in order to kind of go slow and figure it out right rather than the and I think that's what causes just that frantic nature of everything cuz we yeah. want to get to a million dollars by month 3 yeah, yeah. You know, I, I wrote I wrote a blog post about this recently that just got published on Thrive Global, and it's um, why womenpreneurs need to reclaim their time. And it's all about this concept of just time and like arriving, and like how like how can we have realistic expectations of ourselves and of our businesses? And I feel like, like for my perspective, just time is just so relative. Like, I feel like I'm like talking out of space right now. (laughs) 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 Yeah, no, really. I do. I do. Um, (laughs) Time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's really how it feels right now. Um, But yeah, like, and in that article, I was talking about how, you know, to your point, like we're, we're just sold this concept that entrepreneurship is like the shiny, beautiful, you know, amazing thing. And I feel like at the end of the day, what makes a really good entrepreneur is someone who really believes in their mission, wants to impact the world in a better way. Whether that means you want to create some life-changing technology, great. Or whether that means you just think everybody needs your brownies because the best fucking things on the planet, cool. (laughs) Like it doesn't really matter, right? It's, It's about how do you how do you just be happy? You know, like for me, entrepreneurship is about finding happiness. And I mean, Mm. I was happy with my corporate roles too, but in a different way, like I always just had this personal itch and like longing to just do my own thing. And Mm. I think that's very much like, you know, I grew up an athlete. I'm a Scorpio. I'm a, I'm a rebellious soul. Like that's just part of my DNA, I think. Yeah. And entrepreneurship has been a way for me to channel that in a healthy and constructive manner. Love it. What you said is so beautiful. And I don't know, it just totally reminded me, do you know that guy, his name is Mike Dooley and he does the tut from the universe stuff have you do do you know about him at all check him out totally check him out so mike dooley Mm -hmm. he does notes from the universe and it's like tut is the name of his company but um he just 
is doing this like free three webinar thing or whatever. And he's this guy who used to be an accountant and he worked at PwC and he was like miserable and all of this. And he quit it and he like sold t-shirts with his mom or something. Um, and he made a million dollars and he was all miserable and blah, 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 blah. And he talks all about this whole universe thing. But what he was talking about yesterday was Something, it's funny, you said two things. So like about setting these more general type of goals and Mm -hmm. that is more the key than being super specific. And that, um, oh, of course I lost my train of thought, but um, (laughs) (laughs) duh. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm so ridiculous because I got all lost in like thinking about his story and like the universe and my head just went like up into the stars oh my god it's okay it'll come back to you holy crap oh my god oh i know what it was i know what it was so so it was all about happiness so he so basically yeah happiness and he said that you know like when someone asks you what do you want to be when you grow up like your answer should be happy Happy, yeah. Happy. And I love what you said about entrepreneurship. Like, be an entrepreneur because it's going to either make you happy or -hmm. it's going to make someone that you're, like, building your stuff for or making your stuff for or whatever because it's going to make them happy. And I know that that is Mm -hmm. so simplistic and very Pollyanna, but it's – I just – it really resonates with me. I feel like it's true because what else is there? What else is there? Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny. You actually your your blip your blip and brain moment made me realize that I also had a blip and brain moment. I wanted to say this, and I was talking about that article that I wrote, like that. You know, when we think about like just life in general, you know, when you've made it to the top, whatever the top is for you, and you've alienated all your relationships, or you've ruined the relationship with your child, which is what I did not want to do or your marriage failed, or like whatever, you know, when, when you've had to be quote unquote successful at the expense of everything in your life that brings you joy, like, was it really worth it? Right. No. You know? Yeah. The answer is no. no. Hell no. no. So that's why I don't work on the weekends. That's why I make myself shut off my computer, you know, around five and just do dinner and do sticker wars and paint and go outside and like right now you know we're planting vegetables in our garden because you know who knows world might go to shit and so we might <laughs> have some vegetables so and also it's just like I just like to do it like it makes me feel like I'm doing exercise and I, I love being outside and it's just you know and it's all the things that also contribute to making you who you are and also to all yeah. of your creativity that then you can yeah. bring and channel into your business if you want to yes Yes. I swear it makes me a better leader, a better CEO and a better business owner when yeah. I am personally happy. And that doesn't mean that I don't have hard days. I sure as shit do. But, you know, yeah, I feel like for me, the purpose of life is to like have my business do good, have my business impact women in my in the way that I can with my special gifts, you know, keep my relationship and my marriage healthy raise a wonderful daughter and be a good mom like that's really what that's really what I want out of life you know well I'm telling you that you're killing it really Ah, thanks honestly (laughs) like and we met 
I think we even met through like Instagram, which is no Twitter. No Twitter. Twitter. I wrote a blog. I wrote a blog and you shared it. And then I hit you up and I was like, let's be friends. Yeah. Hang out. And that's what happened. Oh my God. And you know, I ever since, and I think we've spoken about this before, but like the first time that I talked to you, I was like, oh my God, like I like her. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and you do, you, you do have a very happy, joyful spirit about you and you're smart as shit and you're like super freaking funny. And it's, (laughs) it's awesome. I'm so, and then, you know, you spoke at my conferences, so we got to meet in person and everything and you're, you're just incredible. And so that's coming through in everything that you do and in your business. So you are doing such a great, incredible job. And you are delivering value. I mean, you deliver value to me every time we talk. I don't seek that out. I'm not like, oh, let me grab some value from Jessica. But but it's like, it happens. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just, you know, I'm I think you're incredible. I, I More people like you need to have your voices out there. I, I hope that through this platform that I'm creating that I can help to elevate you and that I can help to elevate other women that are incredible like you. I just am so grateful and appreciative for our business relationship and also our friendship. No, I mean, likewise. I mean, we're going to have a big like love sesh here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I agree. Everything, how you feel about me is how I feel about you. And like the relationships that I've created through the women I've met at She Leads and just, you know, the connections that we have. I mean, all of that plays into how my business has grown. You know, She Leads has played a huge role in my ability to expand outside of my own community. And that's one of the drivers of success is to be able to tap into new networks and partner and partner and create collaborations and just like do really good work together. Um, Yeah. So many of the relationships I have now that are starting to, you know, potentially bring full results for my business happens because of the women and because of you that I met at She Leads. Oh my God. Thank you so much for saying that. That is so awesome to hear because that, that's what I am setting out to do. Mm-hmm. So why don't we end on that incredible note? And <laughs> I just want to thank you so much for showing up today and, and every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but thank you. Thank you so much for everything. And why don't you maybe just tell people where they can get in touch with you and uh, about your program? Because there's a ton of value there. Yeah, sure. So, and it's good to mention too, because you're a mentor as part of our community. So, um, yes. So my company is called So House and um, it's an educational platform and membership community that helps early stage female founders brand and market their business. Um, There's a lot of great communities out there. A lot of communities that I belong to that I've modeled my company after because I admire what they're doing. But what I don't see a lot of is communities and memberships and education that are really geared towards really handling this marketing nonsense, (laughs) you know, really helping women wrap their arms around what are the tactical ways that you need to be branding yourself, branding your business, growing and evolving your marketing strategy. I don't see a lot of that out there. And so, you know, I've been creating courses now for a couple of years and I just recently launched a membership in 2020 and it really came from women would go through my courses 
or like my digital accelerator program. And they would be like, oh my God, that was amazing. Life changes. I love you so much. Now what? And I was like, uh, (laughs) I don't have anything to offer these women. Like, you know, like, because I'm still creating this as I go and I'm learning and I'm adjusting to the market and, you know, trying to be as agile and nimble as possible. And so that's where my membership really came from is because it came from a need to be able to continue to support the women who were going through my programs. And now I have women who come to the membership who have not gone through the classes, but what they're looking for is consistent education. So as part of the membership, I have um, what's what I call the Sohaus Vault. And the Sohaus Vault has educational courses all related to branding and marketing. And they're all produced by me. And I create a new course every single month. I also do um, bi-weekly strategy sessions where we have featured mentors like you come in and teach classes and like co-host a session. Because I mean, my secret sauce is marketing. And, oh, excuse me, it's marketing too, but it's actually <laughs> branding storytelling. Oh, my, my brain went faster than my, my mouth was talking. Um, brand storytelling and how to use marketing disciplines to actually do that. You know, I would be lying if I said that I was an expert in every single thing marketing, that that would literally be impossible because marketing is so diverse, so complex. So like Adrian, you know, you are our subject matter expert on like um, events and community building. And I know that you've got a very strong media background. I don't have that background. So -hmm. that's why it's really important for um, our community members to have mentors like you so that we could tap into these other areas of marketing that are also really important. So the community has other things too, but that's kind of, you know, that's the basics and it's only $29 a month. So it's so affordable and it's a month to month subscription, very much like a Netflix subscription. So a lot of the women, they come in and they have every intent to like, you know, kick ass with their business and then they start and then they realize how difficult it is. And so, you know, sometimes maybe you just got to put your, your business down for a couple months. And so, um, you know, you can start and stop whenever. And it's really just intended to be a very supportive community with the education mentors and access to the information that women need to grow their business. And, and the they can, oh, I was going to say, can they, they can sign up for the membership right on your website? Yeah, absolutely. So you just go to sohouse.com. There's a tab called membership and check it out. It's right there. It has everything that's involved in the membership. And also I wanted to mention, we do have a private Slack community. And so that's really where a lot of the value is to the members get access to our private Slack community and members, members Slack me all the time. I just had a member who is redoing her website and she's like, can you look at this for me? I'm like, yeah, girl, I got it. Give me 10 minutes. So I'll review her website. I'll give her feedback. We had another member who was rebranding and she put her logo options to the community and was like, what do you ladies think? I gave her feedback. Um, A couple of our mentors gave her feedback. So, you know, as women, we cannot build our businesses in a bubble. We cannot build our business in a vacuum. And so community and particularly for marketing, marketing is so... It's so intangible. It and that's is. what's that's what's yeah. so difficult about it is it's like, where do I even start? And like you can take a marketing class and like understand the concepts, but then actually putting that into practice is really difficult. And so that's what my community and my membership is out to solve. How can women understand these principles that they understand the basics and then actually implement those things for their business? Love it. Love it. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) Love you. And thank you for having me. Well, thank you. It was great. And uh, I just look forward to 
continuing to our conversations. And I'd love to have you back on the show again. And maybe you can share some some stories about some of the, the women and some of the challenges and opportunities. I think that would be very cool. Oh, yeah. I'd love that. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay, Jess, well, stay healthy. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's about that time. It's 3.30. So time to shut down my computer. Oh, my yeah. Rule. <laughs> for my own rule. Oh, my gosh. But, Thank you yeah. so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for having me. The She Leads Podcast Network.